I think if uh, if you march against these wars in 2003 in Britain, uh, with well over two million people who marched, what you did by marching was to implicitly incite myself, Julian Assange, Bradley Manning, and many others inside and outside the military to non-violently resist these wars. And once you incite people, you're obligated to accompany them uh, through the consequences of that incitement, through the courts, through the prison time, through the blacklistings, whatever the state is going to throw at them. Um, what WikiLeaks has done is uh, very, very significant. Um, all we're asked to, to do now um, at the centre of empire, whether it be Brisbane or New York or London or Dublin, is to merely avert our gaze. Uh, in previous generations during Vietnam, we were asked to put the names of our sons in a barrel. Um, and if their birth dates came up, we were asked to sacrifice our sons to kill and die in Vietnam. <clears throat> and that's changed. All they want from us now is our disengagement. All they want is our silence and our sedation as they kill on the extremities of empire, whether it be in Afghanistan, Iraq or Colombia. And all they want is our complicity. <clears throat> now what WikiLeaks has done is to bring our gaze back by putting up before us the nature of this war. And, and, and in the collateralmurder.org um, clip, you'll see from the cowardly pace of two miles away from a helicopter gunship, from the safety of that gunship, the murder of the massacre of 11 unarmed people in the streets of Baghdad, two who are Reuters journalists. When a, when a family on the school run that morning come by to see if they can save or rescue anyone, the order comes through again, and you can hear that order on that YouTube to light them up. The father is killed, the two children seriously wounded. And what's frightening uh, for me, and I've spent two years in prisons in different jurisdictions for non-violent anti-war resistance, is that things that we allowed uh, in uh, ten years ago, like torture, like indefinite detention, are now mainstream. Things like hooding and... Um, Stress positions were actually outlawed in the north of Ireland in the early 70s, um, practised by the British military. They were outlawed by the European courts. That is all now inacceptable and mainstream. And now it's come back. Usually it's used against people of colour, whether they be Aborigines or Arabs or Asians. In this case, they're using torture. And remember, a white member of the US military, Bradley Manning, they're using indefinite detention uh, on people like Julian Assange, who's not been charged with anything anywhere and had for over 500 days an electronic bracelet attached to his leg. And I remember when Dr Hanif was picked up here in Brisbane and I went to that bail hearing and people were too scared to go to that hearing. I was scared to go to that hearing because of the fear of guilt by association. And that's clear in the Assange case um, with the nature of charges they've uh, conjured on him and, and with the Hanif case. And, uh, we, you know, as Bill Hicks, the great comedian, says, you either live a li life of love or you live a life of fear. And whether you're coming from a Christian or a non-Christian perspective, those are the two choices you've got. It's about how you want to live your life uh, when your military is killing children in their sleep with drones, etc. So it's really up. It's an existentialist choice, really.